Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. Thank you for tuning in. It is another edition of the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is the podcast where we concern ourselves on the journey from no one to number one. Hope you guys are doing good as ever. Hit me up in the chat. You got questions, you want to comment on what we're talking about, talking about business, but I will certainly talk about all things wrestling as well. Uh, happy to see you guys. Mark G. Woods up, Bill High, Kettlebell Cali, Perpetual Analysis, Bosco, Hi Willie D, Noah. Guys, give me a one up, a number one in the chat. Today, what are we talking about? How to take your family business to the global stage. How do you take a family business to the global stage? As ever, like I said, hit me up in the chat. I will address everything. Mark G, what's up, buddy? Give me a hi, Jake. Appreciate it. Uh, guys, if you like what you're hearing, hit a number one. Of course, be sure to subscribe if you're on uh, YouTube. If you're on Facebook, share this. Let's get everybody in on the chat. So how do you take your family business to the global stage. I talk a lot about family businesses, some I have a lot of experience in. I think family businesses are the best. Uh, I don't think that they're necessarily the easiest. I think they can be easier than a lot of other things, but I think they're the best, okay? So today we're gonna talk about the strategies, the tactics uh, that you need to take your family business to the next level and reach a global audience, okay? So let's talk about why is this important in the first place. Why is it so important? Okay, so the world is becoming more and more connected. We've heard this for ages, and it's true. The internet and cell phones have made us connected no matter what distance. I could do business, and I do, with Pakistan, India, China, Japan, Australia, uh, Europe, the UK, Canada, Mexico, Hawaii. All of the countries and, and um, states across the world I've done business with. So there are more opportunities for your family business than ever in terms of reaching a new audience and, and growing your business, okay, expanding. But it's not only about reaching more company uh, customers. It's about reaching the right customers. So by taking your family business to a huge global stage, you now can tap into these new markets and you can find new opportunities for growth, right? So how do we do that? How do we take your business to a global stage? What, what is required? Okay, number one, you need, have you ever heard of the idea of a USP? Unique selling proposition? Okay, all of this is just all fancy sales jargon for what is it that you do better than anybody else? Uh, do you even know that? What is it that you do better than anybody else? You got something in the chat? Hit me up. I'd love to hear it. Okay, but what is your unique selling proposition? What sets you and your business apart from the competition? Okay, once you know this, you can start developing a marketing strategy that will help you reach your target audience. For example, scientific wrestling. We teach all things wrestling for martial arts. If you are interested in being a better pro wrestler, we're going to teach you technical wrestling from the best. If you're interested in being a better folk style, we're going to teach you pinning from the best. You're interested in being a better grappler. We're going to teach you catch wrestling from the best. You're interested in being a better uh, MMA guy. We're going to teach you wrestling for MMA, which is the biggest predictor of champions. The mace belt. What is it about unique about the mace belt? Well, I saw how trendy and popular kettlebells were back in around 2004, 2005. I got certified. Uh, Vitaly Fedorenko, I, can't, I don't know his organization, I can't even remember. And I got certified. And I was also studying, pardon my adjusting of my microphone here. 
I was studying with Carl Gotch, got to play with this mace bell, and my mind made the connection. And I was like, man, I've already got a good list, a good uh, power base in the wrestling and grappling and martial arts market. And I believe that this device is better than the kettlebell for that audience. Unique selling proposition. Software. Game master software. My, my dad talking about family business. The very best, number one, first in the business, in the industry, in, in attractions like amusement parks and family entertainment centers, museums. Company's almost 30 years old. Still winning innovation awards, even though that we're the oldest. With white glove service and support. Are you feeling me? What is your unique selling proposition? Does that make sense? Now, guys, you have questions, you have comments, hit me up in the chat. That's what I'm here for. What's up, Jackson Boyd? What's up, Morgan, Darren, Chateau? Good to see you guys. Now, <clears throat> one of the best ways to reach your family business, uh, to, to in, expand the reach of your family business globally, is this, what we're doing right now, digital media. Digital marketing, okay? Social media. It is insane. When I started business, man, it was just picking up the phone. And most phones still had cords. <laughs> so now you've got posting on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. You've got all these different platforms to reach people. If you know, that's, let's say you're aiming for a business to consumer which is like what scientific wrestling I'm reaching. I'm a business reaching out to consumers called B2C. So I'm going to aim at, I really spend most of my time on Instagram, but I have a presence on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Same with the Mace Bell. However, for the software company, I've got to figure out B2B. Now, Facebook is not good for B2B. Twitter is not good for B2B. YouTube is not great for B2B. Same with number one coaching. I coach companies in enterprise sales, complex sales. That's why I teamed with Grant. Grant is the number one sales and marketing guy on the planet, educator. And I am taking that further and going into enterprise sales with his curriculum. Enterprise sales, complex sales. These are... Um, high ticket items, $100,000, like big expenses. And we don't sell to consumers. We sell to other businesses. So a software contract with a big water park, that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Lots of moving parts, lots of things to track to get to that. Signing in the agreement and getting the money into the bank account, more importantly, right? Number one, coaching. I've got to go out and I've got to reach these companies and say, hey, man, I know sales is hard. I found that out the hard way. So I dedicated myself to being the number one sales guy. I'm not even close. And I am, I am serious as a heart attack making this happen. Bring me in. I am going to demolish the disengagement in your company. People are going to be engaged, passionate about what they do. They're going to start tracking their numbers, putting points up on the board for you. So you don't go out of business so you can help more people put more food on the table for their families. So for me, on the B2C stuff, I do Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. B2B, I'm on LinkedIn. I do my marketing on LinkedIn. So you got to know which social media platform. But guess what? You can be canceled. We've seen it. Even where people were right, all the stuff we now know, all the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists were right about lockdowns and injections and all this other shit. Pardon my language. But even though they were right, they got deplatformed. You could have, I have 30,000 on my scientific wrestling page 4,000 on my personal page, 
for Instagram. I have 40,000 on one page on Facebook, 40,000 on another. I have thousands on YouTube. And I say the wrong thing or I get canceled or whatever. Boom. And they yank all of that. All that money I spent on marketing, all the effort I put into the platform. What doesn't do that is email. So I have a nice email list as well. Right? So social media, email marketing, other digital channels. Okay. Now you can reach that global audience for your family business faster, more efficient, and you can measure it better than those old traditional like direct mail and cold, cold calling. Okay. But again, it's not just about reaching more people. It's about reaching the right people, right? So you want not only to just shotgun blast your message out, you can target your marketing. That's the other great thing about social media. You can target it to really nail your ideal customer. So you know that your message is reaching the people who will be most likely to respond to you. So you get the most ROI on your advertising spend. This makes sense? Let's see here. Stellar Steven, what is up, my friend, out on YouTube? I got your book, Strange Attractor 2. <laughs> that, that book's outdated. It was good. It's a little weird. Um, I, I unpublished it. This is the great thing about self-publishing. You can publish or republish. It needs to be updated. I'm almost 50, so all the material is like 10 years old. But it was definitely a fun book. It allowed me to be creative because I write mostly nonfiction. And so this allowed me to dabble in other genres. I'm glad. I hope you like it. It's a, I think the autobiography part's a little boring. Some of the crazier stuff, the fiction and, and even poetry and stuff in the back. Crazy book. Thank you for buying that. That's uh, it's very nice to you. Stellar Steven also says, I'll be wearing the Chaos Skull rash guard. Oh, you got it. Awesome. I just sent those out. If you guys want one, go over. Uh, you can DM me. I'll send you the links. I think we are about half empty. I only bought 25. Just letting you know. Limited run. I don't like to sit on inventory. That's just something personal to me. I probably need to figure it out. <laughs> but I do not like to sit on uh, a bunch of inventory. So uh, I appreciate that, Stellar Steven. So we're talking today. And again, please. Throw up the, uh, whatever you want to say in the chat. I will do my very best to address or answer or give a commentary or whatever. But uh, today we're talking about how do you take your uh, family business to the global stage, right? So the very first thing is that you need to uh, really know what you're selling. You have to have your unique selling proposition or really have product knowledge down. Next one, right, is reach. And like one of the most efficient, easiest things right now is digital marketing. but I don't want you to forget the old marketing methods because the thing is, is I've found most people are getting lazy and they think digital marketing is the easy way to go. Well, everybody's doing that. So sometimes there's a massive advantage in zigging while everybody else is zagging. Picking up the phone or, or door knocking works great right now because nobody's doing it. Okay. Now, another key to taking your family business to the global stage is you've got to have one hell of a strong brand. Your brand is what sets you apart from everybody else, okay? Helps you stand out in a very crowded marketplace, especially a global marketplace, okay? You develop a strong brand, you're going to start developing trust and loyalty with those people that love what you're doing, okay? And this, it's a slower build, but the, this is really crucial, okay? So it takes a little time. But this is going to be absolutely important. Like scientific wrestling. Everybody, Carl coined the term snake pit. Carl Gosh. Now, that's cool. But when everybody is doing it, especially people that are outside your company, now there's like four or five different companies trying to use that name brand, that brand, and everybody gets confused. And, and, and honestly, the guys who are good in using that market are losing out to the people who suck using that name and kind of writing the coattails of the brand. You understand? So me, I was like, dude, I'm going to go massive. I'm going to go scientific wrestling. More creative, own it. There's no confusion. Strong brand. It's developed incredible loyalty. Really focused on your brand. I want to talk about brands, maybe specifically things like your brand house and and how you can develop your brand later on. And if you guys are interested in that, 
let me know. Give me a one in the chat or, or let me know what you want to talk about. Okay. But finally, okay. After, you know, getting the brand, getting good marketing, especially digital marketing, uh, and your, you know, unique selling proposition, you really have to understand that this is not a one-time deal. You have to fight, man. It's continuous. It's never ending. Constant effort, constant dedication. You have to be able to stay focused over sustained periods of time. Okay. And consistently work, even on the days you don't want to, to continue improving your brand, bending over backwards to serve your customers. Okay. You do these things, you definitely will reach the global audience that you are really looking to hit. It just takes a function of timing. There's other tricks, but these are the very basis where you need to start, okay? So if you are truly ready to start taking your family business to the global stage, one, start by identifying your unique selling proposition. You're not clear on that? Go Google it. You can look stuff up, man. We live in the information age. Number two, you got to start developing a digital marketing strategy, okay? Three, really spend time to develop a strong brand. Do that. It's crucial. And four, commit to the ongoing effort that it takes for you to really improve your business, okay? So with these strategies, you're going to be well on your way to achieving global audience and growing your business to, to new heights, all right? I appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to open it up to questions. If there's no questions, I'm going to run because I like to keep these to 20 minutes. And right now we're at 17. So uh, I just want to give you guys some updates. Speed, if you are enjoying my talks like this on business, on marketing, on sales, on operations, on the broader tar topic is known as business development. Arthur, fantastic. Great live. Thanks, bro. Thank you so much. Good to see you, dude. I hope you're doing good, man. Holding down Florida. Um, if you're enjoying these conversations on business development, on entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, operations, scaling, how to align your people, all these kind of things, this is what I do. This is what I've done for 30 years um, in my own projects and then helping other people, uh, other businesses and corporations scale and grow and make more money. Hit me up. Hit me in the DM. Send me a number one. I will find out and we can talk on the phone. How can I help you? Maybe you are what's known as a Henry. That's an acronym for a high, um, high income, one word, uh, earner, not yet retired. Henry, high income earner, not yet retired. Is that you? Are you wanting to do something entrepreneurial? Are you trying to create a side hustle or maybe you create a little side hustle and you're trying to figure out how to scale into a full-time hustle and then you can build many many hustles you know the the average millionaire it said has seven different income streams now i have so many it's ridiculous if you look at every product and service that i sell i don't even i should probably know the number but it has got to be 30 or 40 <laughs> at least at least something like that probably is realistic between all the DVDs, the books, the online websites, the fitness equipment, the consulting, the coaching, the events. This is how you have to start thinking, man. And the great thing is, is, you know, I, I went to this uh, uh, trade show and they had a keynote speaker and this was, you know, a, an HR lady and she has, is a consultant. She consults on human resources for these companies. And what's very interesting to me about this is she listed a number of things uh, and the three that stood out to me were the top three things that people are looking for when they are looking for a job. Okay. It's not healthcare. It's not uh, a soda machine <laughs> or whatever. Here it is. The third was flexibility. They want flexibility. They want the ability to not be stuck and to have a little bit of control over their time. I think this is why we've seen the Uber thing blow up, DoorDash, all these people uh, Uberizing their life where they have flexibility. So flexibility, 
is important. I'm sure it's probably flexible. Uh, flexibility is important to you. 90%, I guarantee it. Number two is they wanted to make sure that there was going to be something in it for them when they retire or when they're old or whatever. Something to take care of them. I've worked many jobs before I became a full-time entrepreneur. Many. Ridiculous amount. Not a single one of them is taking care of me right now when I quit. Or got fired. I got fired from a couple jobs too. Not a single one's looking after me now. But that's number two, what people want. And the number one thing that people are looking for when getting a job these days is professional development. Okay? Now, this is a lot of the insight that I give to these businesses when they hire me so I can help retain their clients uh, or their employees, how, how I can help attract new ones, how I can get more out of the ones existing already, how can we get more production out, how can we measure them, how we get them aligned. But the reason I bring this up is those three qualities are also what are afforded by entrepreneurship. Flexibility. Now, sure, I mean, I can go on vacation, which I do. You see me travel all the time. Uh, you can see me hang out with my kids. I just bought my, uh, my son. His birthday is next week. Bought him a crested gecko. Super cool. Cost me, I think, almost $1,000 to get the lizard and the bio dome thing that he lives in. Okay. But I got the flexibility to hang out with my kids, travel, work from anywhere. Literally, I work from anywhere. I'm going to be heading out to, to Vegas this week, be on uh, my buddy Jack's podcast. He podcasts out of the wind. Uh, I'll be sharing that to you guys on all the socials to so make sure you're following. And then uh, flexibility and then building a business. I'll tell you something. While all the jobs that I worked for, whether they I, I quit or they fired me, none of them were taking care of me. But most of the business I've started have. So I did wrestling since 2003. Freaking still going. May spell, I would have done things differently. I made some mistakes as an entrepreneur. I think uh, I didn't get the legal rights and, and I, I had no idea it would be as big as it would be. So a lot of people kind of stole it out from under me. And that's fine because guess what? I am still, no matter what they do, I'm number one. Had I been hit by a bus the day before I released it to Mark and, and a couple of my videos went viral, that I, there would have been millions of jobs taken out of the, or millions of dollars and thousands of jobs taken out in terms of people manufacturing, selling, and training people uh, with this instrument. What else is taken care of? Uh, my, the family business that I run with my wife. Things crushing it. I started another company that was in the reverse mortgage space, reverse market insight. I didn't want to work in the job. I just kind of started it, got, came up with the idea, blended my thoughts, built the company, and then I stepped away. And when I needed a lot of money, because Colorado, especially back when I bought this house, was like a ridiculous job market or a housing market, I needed a lot of money for a down payment. I cashed in some of the stock from starting that company. You see, those are taking care of me. So yeah, I got flexibility as an entrepreneur. I've got something that'll take care of me until the day I die, as long as I take care of it. I gotta, you still got to work on your businesses. But the most important thing is the professional development. I am on the cutting edge of everything because I have to be. There is no complacency. I was talking to a very good friend of mine today. Great guy. Um, has worked in the university scene for a long time. And we know how the world is, dude. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, well, uh, you know, I've moved away from what they believe. And I'm like, is that it? Or have they moved away from what you believe? Because we now know that these universities, which used to be a haven for independent thought, free speech, um, that kind of thing, independent thinking, that's gone. You need to toe the party line or you're canceled 
or you're whatever. I mean, look at Jordan Peterson or anybody else. So this guy, now, uh, and then on top of that, there's no money in it. People are not going to university. So this guy is out of a job, basically. And he's got to restart. But, you know, and the thing is, is he's maybe a couple of years younger than me. I'm going to be 50 this year. But, dude, I know how I can learn how to learn. Does that make sense? Like, I'm on crazy cutting-edge platforms, learning, doing new things. My professional development is at a level that most people will never reach. That's a fact. This is what comes with entrepreneurship. Okay? So if I can help you <laughs> achieve those things, that's what I do, man. I've been doing it for 30 years now. Happy to help you. Number one, coaching. If you want me to help you increase the revenues at your company through business development, which is a little bit of sales, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of operations. I'm here for you. If you want to make money the way I've made money through wrestling, I got a whole system, dude. I built it for you. Like a franchise, but more flexible than a franchise. It's fantastic. Scientific wrestler. Guys, you just got to check it out. I am here to help you. The only thing I can't guarantee is that I'll be here tomorrow. So you better freaking get on it. I'm just saying, dude, I've already cheated death like seven times. Who knows? You could get hit by a bus. I could get hit by it. We need to get going on this. Hit me up in the DM. Stop waiting, dude. You need to put a little urgency on what you're doing because time will go by. I mean, look at it. Look at the last 10 years. What have you done? Time goes quick, man. And the older you get, the faster it goes. Do you, do you understand why that is? If you understand why time goes faster, the older you get, let me know in the chat. I'll read it. I'm on theory. I'm going to give you guys like 10 seconds to write something down. Why does time go slower when you're young? By the way, do you guys know I've written a bunch of great new articles over at uh, Medium? I love Medium. Stellar Steven says, wrestlers tend to cheat death a lot, I see. You, Ric Flair, Eric Paulson. <laughs> ah, man. That's probably true to some extent. Uh, but sometimes you can't cheat it, man. Sometimes you die. I think part of it is, man, like, you know, I think a lot of times the wrestler mentality is one that is maybe a risk taker somewhat. And so that's why they're, I find a lot of congruence between the wrestling business and or, or just being a wrestler and the culture and the culture of entrepreneurship, very, very similar, very results oriented, very much about self-reliance and having to get her done. And just, you can't quit. You can't, there's no sick days. Like you just got to grind. There, there's nothing else to it, period. Um, so that, that is interesting. Okay. So why does time travel? To, is it, why are we experience time? so much faster why does it seem to go so quickly when we're old and why does it go so slow when we're young do you even guys want to hear this maybe i'll save it for tomorrow yeah i think i'll save it for tomorrow hey guys it's coach jake with the number one podcast and you know at number one coaching we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues so we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by increasing your revenue, teaching your sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement. And we do that really by transforming your sales managers into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board, but those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com, schedule an appointment, it's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free.
Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. Well, I give all the content. I just get on here and blab, dude. I could I got so much content that ain't even funny. I'm a producer. I produce content. I am creative. Proven that, man. Stellar Steven says is is this related to relativity? Uh, I don't know. It does have to do with the idea of relativity, but not formally Einstein's relativity. Doesn't have to do with because the speed of what you're referring to is the speed at which you're traveling can also cause time distortion. But that's not actually what I mean. What I'm talking about is the human perception of time. Zolpikar Koza. Should I practice in Orlando with you guys? Dude, only you can answer that. Uh, if you're asking me, yeah, dude. You should have been there uh, two weekends ago, man. I'm not going to be there until fall. There's always so much me to go around, dude. I try. But if you miss it, you miss it, man. However, we're going to be in Charlotte, which is close. You can come out there. Also going to have Billy Scott from the UWFI. Uh, the guy, the Billy Robinson. You guys, you guys don't know a lot of this stuff. And that's also why I'm here, to give you guys some grappling literacy. Uh, Billy Scott's going to be there. This is a guy that Billy Robinson called the greatest American competitor that he ever trained. This is a similar accolade that Carl Gotch gave to Minoru Suzuki. I would say what Fujiwara is to Carl Gotch, I am to Billy Robinson. What Minoru Suzuki was to Carl Gotch, Billy Scott is to Billy Robinson. <clears throat> if that makes any sense. Okay? So, <laughs> any last guesses? Should I save it for tomorrow? I don't even know if anybody's out there listening. I can see you guys are tuned in, but I'd love to hear from you on the chat. Here's the thing. I want you to, I'm going to, I'm not going to give it to you like an equation. I have a math degree, a graduate degree in math. I'm not going to do that. D2 Zal. Hi, whereabouts are you located? I'm in New Zealand. What's up, New Zealand in the house? Got a Kiwi. What's up, Mr. Kiwi? Uh, we, I'm in Denver, uh, scientific wrestling's worldwide. We've got guys in Spain, Italy, the UK, Canada, United States, all over the United States. You, you understand how big the U S is. I hope maybe you haven't been here, but it's big. Uh, we've got 11 affiliate gyms in our first nine months of launching that program. So, uh, yeah. Hey dude, what's up? Good to see you. All right. I'm going to tell this to you real quick. I'll go ahead and give it to you since you guys have been patient with me. Here is why time travels different or is experienced differently based on your age. Okay. Age is also a function of time. It's kind of built in. Does that make sense? So when I, when any human being, let's, let's take the time period of a year. Okay. As I get older, a year goes really fast now. The, every, but why? Why is when I'm 12, a year seemed to take forever, like the sixth grade took forever. But now, man, I can, it was like, holy shit, I can't even believe 2022 is done. And we're already a, a quarter of the way through 2023. Why does it go so quick? It's because of your frame of reference, which is a function of your age. When I was 12, a year was one twelfth of my entire experience. All I knew of the world. When, now that I'm approaching 50, a year is only one fiftieth of my entire frame of reference. A twelfth is much bigger, or if in terms of time, longer than 150th. So every year you age, your frame of reference gets bigger. The denominator gets bigger. And the numerator stays the same. Does that make sense? D2Zal says, have you seen the film on YouTube for the love of catch, I just watched it last night. Yeah, uh, great film, great film. So here, here, okay, I'm going to tell you what I like about it and what I don't like about it, okay? 
what I like about this film is um, I believe it touches on a part of the sport that I have not addressed. And that is a lot of the American side of catches catch cameras. Okay. We focus, oh, I have focused a lot on the Japanese and the British because the British really were the first, although arguably it was the Irish. I won't get into that. I've already made my case for that. I'll say it this way. Without the Irish, catches catch game would not exist. Okay? There was some political shit going on between the Irish and the, and the uh, British. Basically, the, the British had were an imperial force and had captured the Irish. And for a thousand years, it was illegal for the Irish to write and to read. It was illegal, like against the law. And this is why a lot of times when you study linguistics and sophistication in linguistics, guys like James Joyce and the Irish always rank very high, if not the highest, consistently in terms of command of the language because they had to with the spoken word. However, it was all the original Catch as Catch Can was practiced by the Irish. Riley, Sharnock, all these names were Irish names. And Bill used to tell me there's more Irish in the north of England than there are in Ireland, like in Lancashire Kelly, where it started, Lancashire Catch as Catch Can. But the British were the first to document it. Does that make sense? Okay. So I've done a great job capturing that because of my connection, my close connection with Billy Robinson and um, Carl Gotch. Great. Okay. Now, I my first coach was an American catch-as-catch-can guy, Dick Cardinal, Richard Cardinal, rest in peace. Great human being. Huge impact on scientific wrestling. Was actually the first coach for our certification program, which launched in 2006. Great guy. So I know a lot about the American. And then obviously with my friendships with Gene LaBelle and Billy Wicks and, and this plethora of, of other gentlemen, Frankie Kane and the history. I have not addressed that. I'm only one man, right? So I was able to record Billy. I was able to preserve a lot of Carl. Um, and I did what I could with Dick. A lot of the American stuff, I just haven't, I'm one man, man. I can only do so much. That's what I love about the For Love of Catch, which is Kern Jacobs. Uh, he went around, documented it with a lot of guys with the help of Mike Chapman. Mike Chapman's a great guy, really smart um, historian, knows a lot. That's what I love about it, okay? Here's my problem. The way that it was made was made for people who already love catch wrestling or at least have even heard of it. And what I mean by that is it's, it's a lot of long form interviews. It's a lot, it's got a slower pace. It's a documentary. My challenge is with this is I don't know how many new people are going to come into catch his catch can because of the document. That's my only criticism. I, but otherwise I highly recommend it. I make a short appearance, uh, but I love that he gave that space because I tend to dominate. I'm glad that he gave that space to other people. Okay. I don't apologize for dominating because when I know I'm right and I'm doing the right thing and other people can't fucking execute, get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to do it. But yeah, Curran did a great job with that film. Uh, D2Zal says, were you a student of Billy Robinson? He's the man. Yeah, seven years, dude. Seven years, same time uh, it takes for, for an apprentice to go to a master uh, in the medieval guild system. Seven years with Billy. Wrote his autobiography provided most of the film that's instructional from him uh to this day uh he named i named my youngest son after him uh he called me family he gave me the greatest compliment and burden in the world said because of jake without a doubt catch wrestling is going to come back so it's really become a life's purpose and a lot of that because of his impact on my life uh stellar steven emperor charlemagne I, I, I answer all questions here that I possibly can. He says, uh, what's Joel's Bane's link to catch wrestling and is his program any good? 
Um, you know, I worked with him for a while. He started out coming up through the scientific wrestling system. Um, and, you know, he's articulate. He's got a great look. He looks like a, a pro wrestler. Um, I have some, some uh, uh, issues that I have. I won't do business with the guy, period. Uh, so I don't know if that helps you. I don't really want to drag things out into public. There's plenty of information out there and other people who have had bur bridges burned that I'm sure you can get uh, to tell you. Um, but otherwise, I don't really know. Um, what I would do is I would look at the, uh, you know, like reputation. But you're not, you're going to have to get that somewhere else because I've been through so many flame wars at this time uh, in, my, in my life and learned the lesson that there's very little value. Uh, and I don't want to talk crap. And, and I don't know that I, ha I would have much else to say. Hope that helps. Uh, what is Stellar Steven saying? Favorite Irish wrestler. I do love Fit Finley. I think Fit Finley is amazing. Love his family. I hope his son really um, uh, continues it in, in the business. He's fantastic. Love to see his son uh, attend some of our camps uh, for learning how to shoot. Uh, Diesel says, sorry to ask, but what's your name? My name is Jake and uh, Jake Shannon, founder of Scientific Wrestling, inventor of the Mace Belt, student of Billy Robinson, mentored by Carl Gotch, uh, owner of a master's degree in financial engineering. I don't know what else. Father of three, husband of one. Even though he lived in Utah for a while, I only got one wife. Um, yeah, dude. You, so if you want to follow me other than this page to get into some of my other interests, in particular business and whatnot, you can go to Ask Coach Jake. Ask Coach Jake with a little in front of it. That'll, that'll uh, take you over there. Appreciate the question. Good to see all you guys. All right. I got my actual talk done in 17 minutes. And then all the questions and stuff, you guys keep me on here and it's almost 40 minutes. All right. I'm going to give you guys like 30 seconds. You got anything else to ask? I am happy to answer it. Uh, D2Zol says, Jake Shannon. Yes, sir. That's right. And just ask Coach Jake. Go hit me up on the when we're done here or whatever. Just ask Coach Jake in Instagram, and I'll take you my other page. Uh, you can also go to, uh, at number one coaching dot uh, or just go to number one coaching dot com. No, no, at ask a s k e at a s k Coach Jake. Yep, not just Coach Jake. Um, all right, guy. Stellar Steven, you missed it. Why is time slow when you're young? I already said it, man. Time is slow when you're young. Let's say you're 12 years old. Sixth grade, one year seems super long because one year when you're 12 is one twelfth of your entire frame of reference, your understanding of all life. However, one year, one trap, trip around the sun for the planet when you're 50, like me, is one fiftieth of your frame of reference. You understand? So the time is smaller in a relative way, but not relativity like Einstein way. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you. Okay, Stellar Steven says, entertaining listen before grappling class. Oh, well, good. Go kick some butt, dude. Make sure you don't gas. That's the thing, dude. Like, and this is straight Carl. You need to not gas. <laughs> Wrestling is a physical endeavor. You're... General, your GPP, your general physical preparedness needs to be on point. That's the number one thing. Now, look at a guy like Dan Gable. It's widely known. I was having a talk with Wade Chalice, Guinness record holder. Now, I do want to talk about one thing about Wade. So, I said scientific wrestling on the catch side focuses a lot on Billy Robinson and Carl Gotch teachings with some. Dick Cardinal and Gene LaBelle for my time with those other two gentlemen, right? So that is the mix on the catch side. However, I didn't stop there. I wanted to, and, and Carl, I, you know, he was more of a mentor than a coach, but even Billy as a coach, we focused so much on the submission game because of MMA and grappling. Didn't get a lot of pinning. He showed me a couple things, but not a lot. But I know pinning is really the defining characteristic of catch catch camp. Amateur wrestling is amateur catches catch can. Catches catch can is pro, but pro wrestling that word got absolutely destroyed 
because of the lies. Well, let's call it what it was. Okay, Faye, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the business. Uh, motherfucking athletes and promoters were lying. And it ruined the word professional wrestling. And I am trying to bring that back. Like, what I want professional wrestling to be understood like professional boxing. Professional boxing had just as many unethical, shady characters and dives and, and, and fake fights. But instead of just like totally veering off into theater, they kept the semblance. And now you still do have competitive bouts. They do a lot of the works and the fixes through booking. So you can see, for example, how that worked with Jake Paul. Everybody's freaking out because Jake Paul's beating all these legends. Well, these were all older guys were not pro boxers. So, of course, he looked good. First time he goes with a, a novice with Fury, a novice pro boxer. He's exposed. But that's how the booking, this is the same booking that the Gracies did. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, the UFC was a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu promotional vehicle. If you don't know this, you got to get your head out your ass. Stop falling for pro, pro Old booking tricks. Notice they didn't book Minoru Suzuki. They didn't book uh, these guys that they know, like uh, Bad News Allen or any of these guys who would have just demolished in UFC 1. And then as soon as the, the actual wrestlers got wind of this shit and started entering UFC in the late 90s, all of a sudden the jiu-jitsu just dropped off the rankings. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, let's see, I'm getting behind... Connor B814, thumbs or no thumbs on double wrist lock grips? Given my choice, use the thumbs, man. You're a freaking monkey. I have a, do I, if I need to hold on to something for dear life, am I better holding like this or holding like this? That's the question. And you can answer that for yourself. Okay, White Rabbit, Moby Dick, can, can you get some passes to Scientific Wrestling Canada? I'm in pro wrestling. Will you sponsor my character? No. No, if you don't pay, you don't pay attention. It's a hard lesson I had to learn. Every single person that I've given some for, for free or uh, has not invested, they've either like been a flake or they screwed me over. So, sorry, doesn't happen. Um, let's see. White Rabbit, Moby Dick. I got better stories each time. Okay, cool. Go for it, man. The mind of HB, nor any guys from Coast and Judo. Yeah, like, so, you know, there, there's a part where you know, I think it's important for you to be an academic. I think it's important for you to be an athlete. And then I also think it's important for you to be a business person. All those different things offer different benefits and come with different expenses to you. Does that make sense? So you should try to do the very best you can as a business person, as an academic or a student of knowledge of understanding the human experience and then also um an athlete you got to use the body as well i hope that makes sense to you guys um white rabbit just first class white rabbit but i get it ain't gonna happen <laughs> i do i i i'm a businessman not a not a uh not a socialist communist or or a, and i do give charity but that's for people who can't do anything. The, here's the other thing. I, I had one of my coaches, you know, I understand a lot of people have big hearts. They're like, oh, can we just do some? Can we help this guy? And I'm like, you're not helping him. You're not helping him by giving him something free. This is where I see the parallels between wrestling and entrepreneurship. You got to want it, dude. If you don't want it, it ain't going to happen. And somebody who gives it to you, man, participate participation trophies have zero value you have to earn it earn that uh, directly ties to dollars hope that makes sense white rabbit uh says how much is first class uh well what do you mean the camps if you come to your first camp is 377 dollars for two days you get lifetime membership to scientific wrestling which also gives you 20 percent discount on anything that we do okay also includes, uh, if it's your very first one, you get a wrestling uh, or a shirt, a memorial shirt. So after that, every camp is 250 bucks. I, it's what I call the loyalty reward program because you're not going to learn anything at one camp. This is the other thing. 
Um, it takes time. I am seven years I spent with Billy Robinson. Do you honestly think I can give you everything I learned in seven years in one weekend or one seminar? Like it just, there, there is no such thing as get rich quick or succeed quick. You have to get that out of your mind. And, you know, this, this world, we need to be a little more chasing after hard stuff. That's how self-respect is earned. Is proving to yourself your ability to master the universe. So if you can't afford 250 bucks or 400 bucks, man, you need to look at yourself in the mirror. Okay? Uh, White Rabbit, how did you meet Wade? So yeah, I brought Wade in because I needed folk style. Because folk style, catch as catch can is, is, is this wonderful fantastic deep well of unmined information that's been forgotten that a lot of people are trying to reinvent the wheel i see all these guys like craig jones just stand up okay dude yeah there's nothing new there bro I, you're telling this to a bunch of guys who like to lay on their back with other men between their legs i get it okay but you're not this is nothing is revolutionary catches catch can has been saying this and developing this for hundreds of years now decades upon decades upon decades with thousands of people doing it, right? Now, catch is one thing, okay? But, you know, times have changed. And this is why I want to wait. The winningest wrestler in the history of wrestling is with our company exclusively. That's, now, how did I meet Wade? When I was doing research back in 2003, I knew back even in 2003 about, you know, I, I, again, oh, so Craig Jones is one. Look at, look at Danaher. Pinning, pinning, pinning. I don't have my rash card or I do, I can do the bald head, but I can't do the rash card. But I mean, I, I already knew the number one best selling instructional on pinning back in 2003. I knew it prior to that because of my passion for grappling. And so I contacted Wade and we started talking about re releasing it. And actually, the, the very first seminar that I did was with Mark Schultz and Wade Chalice. Mark Schultz, the guy who cradled Hicks and Gracie. So again, everybody jumping on the cradle bandwagon, dude. I've, I've been there. That's why I sought out Wade. Because I, I got cradled and I knew of Mark cradling Hicks. And I was like, this is a massive vulnerability. And everybody's just got their fucking head in the sand. And Wade is the undisputed, you can call yourself a king or whatever. This guy is like God, documented, not just gave himself a title, documented. Guinness Records, greatest wrestler. Okay, so I asked him to come do a seminar and it was awesome. He did, we did, we worked together a little bit. I, not only did I re-release with new footage, uh, Legal Pain, but then we produced Killer Cradles that had to be 2005, 2006. Again, 20 years before anybody's even thinking about this. I'm already there. Like two decades ahead. I don't know if this is, if you guys are understanding this. Okay? It's not even about me being smart. It's about me being immersed in this shit so much that I'm seeing what is actually happening and I'm not just listening. I'm... A, a witness to my own experience and my own experiments. Right? Okay. So you should be doing that. That's how, where innovation comes from. And also, this is why you don't want to just be an innovator. You also want to study the history so you're not reinventing the wheel or doing going down a dumb path that's already been explored and exploited and figured out. Does that make sense? The mind of HB says you're a smart man for that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I think it has less to do with smarts uh, and more to do with the, the uh, level of immersion and, and understanding from just being in the mechanics and the guts of it. This is why these guys like Craig Jones and all these guys are now coming to it. What is frustrating is that clearly they are looking at the work that we've done and just give some fucking credit, man. That's. I'm not even, I don't want money. I have so many people making 
millions of dollars off the mason. I've never asked for a dollar. All I'm asking for is proper respect for having put the idea in your head and having gone through and done the hard work. I mean, I have a carotid collapse, carotid. I have one carotid artery because of this research. I broke my neck because of this research. I put my name out there. I've done ungodly amounts of work. These people, what does it matter? Because you're a dumbass and you've never done anything this hard and made these many sacrifices. I don't expect you to understand. So, you guys need to be able to be a good businessman. That means develop relationships, be persistent, work hard. You need to be a good athlete. It's the same thing, hard work, consistency. And you need to be an academic. You need to know how to research. You need to know how to think. What's up, Marco? Good to see you. White Rabbit, believe in me and I'll believe in you. Dude. Yeah, man. Um, I believe in evidence and proof. Prove to me, I because I've already proven my shit. Um, the mind of HB, you were smart enough to do something about it. Okay, so maybe that is being smart, but I just call that taking action, right? Like, I just go. I just, dude, let's do something. Let's fix something. You know, the other thing that I think might get, when you say smart, I'm just saying it's like, with these other like ways that people think of smartness. I mean, street smart, maybe. Yeah. Like, uh, I saw something, I solved it. I worked hard. I took risks. I developed relationships. I put in tremendous amounts of work. Um, and you know, listen, there's no guarantees. I've done that for things and they haven't panned out. Like may spell inside of wrestling panned out. Reverse market insight panned out. Game master panned out. Number one panned out. But I've done things. And they panned out. And I still threw a tremendous amount of work. So that is just part of who I am and what I try to teach people, whether it's in wrestling or it's just in. And that's what number what The difference is, is like, number one is that philosophy, like really working hard to be number one, to do everything you can to, 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 to do the best, be the first in your class, be, be the first to market, be the top guy, be dominate with whatever you're doing. Right. That's. That's what I'm talking about with number one. Scientific wrestling is that with the focus of a magnifying lens, focusing it strictly on grab. If that makes sense. My vision for scientific wrestling, and I am going to wrap here. We're already on in an hour. I appreciate you guys staying tuned. My vision for scientific wrestling is essentially to bring back professional wrestling as a real sport. That's been the goal since day one. That's it. Simple as that. And I'm not saying amateur wrestling as something that you sell tickets to. That's not what I'm talking. I'm talking the rules of pro wrestling. This is what is happening with shoe pro. The last 20 years have been me developing everything that needs to happen to really make shoe pro and have people carry this on. So it outlives me. So this legacy, this would be my contribution is to make professional wrestling like the UFC. More like the UFC and less like WWE. And I have respect for both. I think WWE is doing things in a way that UFC could learn from. Their valuation is more than twice than, than UFC. And they're doing, and they've been around way longer. So they're doing something right. And there's stuff I believe personally that can be learned. But I also think there's things that can be learned that the UFC is doing that WWE is missing the boat. And maybe with Vince being as old as he is, things will change. Okay. Uh, the mind of HB says, I've always heard about Billy learning how to learn and I'm in the dark about it. It's just a, a, a meta strategy is, is the fancy way of saying it. You need to be able to learn. You need to know how to learn new things. Uh, what is that futurist? Is it, God, what was his name? Toffler? He said, those who in the future are going to control things are those who can learn and unlearn quickly. And that's very much the same idea that Billy is saying that you have to learn how to learn. Mind of HB uh, says, perseverance, essentially. Perseverance is huge. There's been two phrases that have gotten me through everything in my life. At every phase, no matter what. Okay. One, 
especially during my cancer when I was a kid, and I'm not religious. Number one, this too shall pass. Okay, I got a minute 30 and I'm going to cut it off. I swear. This too shall pass. The good times don't last and the bad times don't last. This too shall pass. And the second to your perseverance is persistence prevails where all else fails. If you have tried everything at your disposal and it ain't working, the only thing left is to not give up, to keep fighting no matter what. Never quit. Hope that helps you guys. All right, I got to get out of here an hour. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Take care. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. And as ever, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it, pass it along, hit like, all that, smash the like button, whatever. Please help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business, help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.